It's got its ups and downs, moving across the country. My husband, Zach, and I adventured off from the all-too-comfortable cornfields of the Midwest to the dreamlike city of angels, just like you see in the movies. And yes, the atmosphere is just as picturesque as you may imagine. A stream of sunlight, palm-lined streets, mountains in every direction, and 30 minutes from beaches that take your worries away. So, have I convinced you to move here yet? But of course, making the move to Los Angeles has its difficulties. We left our friends and family and are trying to form a brand new support system in a big new city where it's all about who you know, which can make people hesitant to open up. We're trying to set healthy routines, which can prove challenging since we're on our own and we're both working out of our apartment. Then there are questions about the future, like will we be able to settle here? And if the answer is no, how does that set us up for the future? So as we're building the blocks of our life in LA, with Zach navigating the film industry and me trying to form those heartwarming friendships, I wonder what it's like for other people to move so far from home that sometimes the loneliness makes you want to run the other way. How have other people handled that life-altering change? And how can their ideas help me get settled more confidently? I sat down with a few of my favorites who have made that jump a few times. Later, we'll talk to some cross-country move veterans that are now embarking on the road trip of a lifetime with their six kids, and it's going to be for at least 12 weeks. But up first, I talked with my best friend, Becca. She moved from Indianapolis, where I met her, to Seattle. Her husband, Jake, landed an incredible job at Blue Origin. That's Jeff Bezos' space company. Yep, the same Jeff Bezos that owns Amazon. I knew she had moved across the country before because she's actually from the East Coast. So I wanted to learn how this move has compared and what she's done to adjust to a brand new city. And I was excited to learn what it's like. So I feel like there were actually like two parts to the moving cross country thing for me because I went to college in Virginia. I grew up in Pennsylvania. Um, and then I moved to Indianapolis after college and that felt like a really big move. I moved there to be with Jake, who's now my husband, but we were just dating at the time. Um, and he was finishing a program for mechanical engineering and he was like, well, like if we're going to do this, like we should be in the same place. And I was like, I don't want to live in Indianapolis. (laughs) And then I moved there. (laughs) So that was kind of rough. Um, I was working, what was really hard was I was working freelance the first year that I was there. And um, so I like didn't meet anybody because I like never left the house because I was like working at home and then Jake would get home from school and then we'd be home in the evening and we like had roommates. So I knew them, but um, yeah, I just like didn't meet people. And then eventually I did a good job at Viral Launch and then sort of made some friends there. But that whole move was just like super lonely. Um, and I don't feel like I did a good job of figuring out like how to like connect to a place and find people. So then three years after living in Indianapolis, Jake got a job with Blue Origin in Seattle, which is Jeff Bezos's rocket company. And we moved out here and it has been a lot easier than the move to Indianapolis, even though it's so much further from home. Um, One, I like got a job pretty much right away and have met people through that. Although I don't really hang out with them outside of work. Um, Jake has like a lot of friends that he's met through work. We ended up knowing people who lived here who like I had gone to college with um, some people that Jake had gone to school with are out here. Um, 
and then just like family friends too that we've connected with um we like have just like gone out and like done camping and like um I don't know different activities we went to like a couple of festivals we've been to a couple of concerts um and like part of that was like we didn't have any money in Indianapolis so we didn't pay to do anything (laughs) we just like didn't um meet that many people or experience that many things and then also we like you did have money you just didn't spend it (laughs) you just didn't spend it we felt like we didn't have money yeah but yeah the other thing is in Indianapolis we like never really met our neighbors because we like moved into the house with the two like girls who were already living there and then it was kind of like there was already something going and we just like never made a point of like going and like meeting the people that we lived around and also it was like very like college house feel where it was like this is temporary I'm using like sticky tack on the walls and stuff like that (laughs) so yeah we just didn't meet our neighbors and by the time we left we were like the next place that we move like we're gonna meet our neighbors so when we got here um at like Christmas time we made a whole bunch of Christmas cookies and we had people over for like a Christmas cookie party and um everybody like got like some of everybody else's cookies so at the end you had like a big box of a different assortment of cookies and then what we did with all the cookies that we had because we didn't actually want to eat them was we packed them up into smaller boxes and then we gave them to our neighbors with a card and we said like hey this is who we are I think we put a picture in there too and like we're glad to be your neighbors like look looking forward to seeing you around or whatever um and then people were like oh my gosh hey like you left us cookies we love that and so like now it feels like we like know the people that we live near um and it's fun to just like be outside and see them and yeah nice and have them recognize us too nice um when you guys so as jake was looking for jobs um what did the decision making process look like for you guys when you were trying to decide whether to move or not yeah so Jake had had an internship while he was still in school at SpaceX in LA. And so we lived in LA for four months while he was doing that. And that at that point we were like still dating and he was like, Hey, I got this internship and it was like prestigious and awesome. And it was in LA and he was like, like, you don't have to come. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm like coming to LA. So we like went together um, and it actually ended up being um, really fun. Like that was kind of a rocky part of our relationship, but then like, I don't know, being like, we lived in an Airstream trailer and like being stuck in that small space together, um, we just like bonded a lot. It's like, you can't hide the fact that you like poop when you live in that small of a space with someone. And then like, once that's over, then it's just like, now we can just like be friends and it's fun. Um, But anyway, so like we had kind of like had like a little mini like, ooh, we tried this. We like went out west and like drove all our stuff out and stuff. so then he like really liked working at SpaceX and he was trying to go back. So I like always knew he was like constantly applying and also applying to Blue Origin because, um, you know, same thing. So then he got a call and it, oh, the other thing was he was applying to jobs in like um, Florida and Texas as well. And he like had an interview for a position in Texas with Blue Origin. And I was like, and we had a conversation about that. And I was like, I cannot live in Texas. Like Indianapolis is the middle of nowhere. Or I thought so. But like Texas is way worse because it's like their launch site. So it's like literally three hours from like a hospital. It's just like out in the middle of nowhere. Um, so I said like, t- like deal breaker. I can't do that one. So then he was like, okay, like not Texas. So then when he got the interview in Seattle, I was like, okay, 
like, you have to do this. He had just graduated from school, and he didn't really, like, love his job. And he, like, had such a strong sense of what he wanted to do um, that I was just, and I was, like, I didn't feel attached. I was ready to leave my job. And, like, you were moving to L.A. at that point. Yeah. And so I was, like, there's not really anything keeping me in Indianapolis. So let's do nope. it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, nice. I mean, it was like a, it was never like a, let's sit down and have like a conversation and decide this right now. It was just like an evolving conversation that we had over like, I would yeah. say probably like a year. Yeah. yeah. So if you had to do it all over again, what would you change? Would I move? Oh, what would I change? Or, I mean, that could involve not moving. I would definitely still move. I would definitely still move. Um, but what would I change? I don't think I would change anything, actually. I feel like we did it really well because, so we lived with Ben, our, like, housemate in Indianapolis for um, two years. And then when Jake found out he got the job, we had just agreed to, like, live together for another year. So we were like, oh, shoot, Ben, like, we're moving to Seattle for Jake's job. But, like, if you wanted to come, like, we would take your stuff with us because, like, the company paid for his move. And so Ben was like, okay, yeah, I'll come. Like, there's nothing in Indianapolis holding me back, you know? So, um, and I think that he had been, like, thinking about West Coast for a little while and just, like, wasn't sure how he was going to, like, do it. And so then, like, us going, it was like, okay, this is it. So he came out with us, like, a couple months after we got here. And that was really nice because it was, like, um, it, I don't know, just, like, another person to have to, like, not feel so lonely was really nice and then like he got a job and he's met people and so like we've met people through him too and it just like kind of widens your circle a little bit so I think that was really good and then yeah meeting our neighbors getting jobs yeah when you decided you were gonna move what were you most scared of I was most scared of like just having to start all over again because in Indianapolis like when I first got there, it was, like, everything was stressful because I had to use my GPS to get everywhere because, like, I didn't know the area. So it's, like, something about just, like, not even knowing, like, where do I get gas or, like, where's the grocery store is really stressful because you just don't feel like you live there or it's your home because, like, you have to, like, use a navigation system to, like, figure out where to go do really basic things. Yeah. Um, So I would say that I was, like, nervous about that because that is just, like, a really, like, lonely, sad feeling to be, like, I'm not really a part of this and, like, meh. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I would say that uh, having done it once, like, moved once, the, it was a lot easier to come to Seattle and, like, um, yeah, I don't know if, like, it's a, the city is just, like, a little bit more accessible or something in Indianapolis, but. Yeah. It wasn't that hard, yeah. How how, how did you kind of get over that in Seattle then if, you know, you were if one of your apprehensions was it being new and you not understanding like everything about it and where to go? Um like did were you proactive about that when you got there? Yeah, so I actually identified like before we moved like three things that I definitely wanted to do to like meet people and like be active in the community and feel like I was like part of it sooner like um in Indianapolis I had like joined a writing group and like eventually I got a job downtown and like um we started going to a church and so there were like eventually things that like grounded me to the place 
Um, but I was like, okay, like right away, let's like do these things that will like help us engage. So um, one thing was I wanted to play in an orchestra. So I just like reached out to a couple of different ensembles and um, got into one at the University of Washington. Uh, the other thing was I wanted to go to a church. So we like found a church. I emailed back and forth with um, two of the pastors. And then what was the other thing? Church fun. Oh, and field hockey. I like played field hockey in high school and college. And I um, through a friend of Jake's who lived out here, his girlfriend was from the East Coast and she had played field hockey and she like found this group of women who was playing out here. So I got in touch with her and she like added me to the WhatsApp so that um, they play on Wednesday nights so that I could like join and play with them. Um, I actually ended up not doing that one, but I did orchestra um, and I actually ended up, I stopped going after the third semester because it was so far of a drive (laughs) and we only have one vehicle. Um, but it was really nice at the beginning to just like have something every week that I was like getting me out of the house and it like made me feel inspired. And then like it was on a college campus. So there were always like flyers up for like events and things that were coming up. Um, and like, we went to a couple of things that I had seen from that. And I also found out about like a, a writer series where they had like visiting poets come in. Um, and so I went to one of those. It's just like a way to like feel connected and part of something and like starting to recognize faces at orchestras and stuff too was nice yeah so, that's really yeah. good I feel like I need to do those I wish that I would have done that when we moved out here well it's yeah. not too late right but yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was smart to do from the beginning yeah and it was a lot easier to like proactively like set those things up before we were out here then I think that it is like once you get there then it feels like a little bit intimidating because you're having that like shell shock of like being there yeah um, but before you leave, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm excited. I'm like looking forward to this in the future. And it doesn't feel like intimidating to reach out to a bunch of people and try to join stuff. Yeah. It's really smart. How do you think this move altered the course of your life? Hmm. I'll probably like meet people that I wouldn't have otherwise. And I think I, my parents have like always lived in the same place. They're both from um, Pennsylvania, like Eastern Pennsylvania, and um, they've like always been in that area, not like the same town the whole time, but um, it's kind of interesting to think about like, how will I be different than my parents because of having lived in like these different cities? And I think one thing like for my mom, you go through a lot of transitions in your life in different like phases, and one really big one was like... um, being an empty nester for my mom, like after my younger sister like left for college. It was like, this is a totally new phase where like, instead of your responsibilities being like, okay, like what activities do the kids have going on? It's like, you have to like set up kind of a structure for yourself again, because the structure can't just be like your children. Um, Even though like, you know, they were coming down to the university for events and stuff for us. Um, In the day to day, it's all of a sudden very different. Anyway, so she talked about, like, wanting to, like, find new friends and, like, try new things. And um, I don't think she, like, quite – I mean, actually, she has over the years. But it wasn't like a, okay, now Sarah's gone. Like, now I'll, like, join this new club and blah, blah, blah. And I think that, like, I see myself as being, like, more prepared to, like, make that shift faster because of 
having moved to two new places and being like, oh, okay, like when all of a sudden things are really different, you're feeling lonely, you're not feeling connected, these are the things that you can do. It's like, okay, you almost have to like start creating this like identity for yourself. So it's like, okay, I'm somebody who like plays the violin and plays field hockey and likes poetry. And so then like you can like do Google searches on those like keywords and they just like find the events that like match up with you so that you can find people who like the things that you like. And then, yeah, you just start feeling connected from there. Yeah, that's really good. I like the self-identify and then find a group of people that are similar or have similar interests. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like I also stole that from my friend Sam a little bit. She um, has like lived in a couple of different places. And I feel like everywhere that she goes, she immediately like joins a soccer team, joins a climbing gym. Like, I don't know. She has these like couple of things that she's like, those are very core to her identity and she just like always joins them and then she's like found friends that way and i'm like ooh, like that looks fun like i want to do that and so i think that like i tried to emulate her a little bit there with that that's really good i will have to emulate you (laughs) Um, pass along yeah for real i mean you've talked quite a bit about what's worked for you and um what you're happy that you did but if you're speaking to somebody who's thinking about moving across the country um like what would your advice be I would say um, it depends on who you are. If you're somebody who's like a worrier, then I would say like, don't worry. (laughs) I would say plan and instead of worrying, just plan, Um, you know, like set up activities for yourself so that you know that there will be a reason for you to like get out of the house and meet people and engage with like the new place that you're living. Um, For people who are like more spontaneous, I would say like, try to plan ahead a little bit and have a support system in place. Because if you're moving to a new place where you don't know that many people, like even just having one contact where you can be like, okay, I should connect with this person right when I get there. So that you feel like in the back of your mind, like if everything went to shit, like you would have one person in the city who would like have your back, you know? Yeah. I think that that was important for me and everywhere that I've been, there's been like at least one person that I could connect with. Like, Honestly, before we went to L.A., I was shopping um, with my mom and my aunt uh, in Lancaster, where I'm from. And uh, we went into this, like, interior design store, and we're just, like, looking around, just, like, window shopping. And the owner of the shop, like, came out and was like, oh, what are you ladies doing? And my mom was like, my daughter's visiting. She's about to, like, go out to L.A. And the woman was like, oh, my gosh, like, my son lives in L.A., and he works for, like, whatever the soccer team is there. I forget the name. Yeah, I don't remember. And um, she was like, here's his number and, like, his business card, and you should just, like, totally call him when you get there. And just, like, gave me his number. And it was like, I never called him because it would have been a little bit weird. But um, because I, like, didn't even know her. But it was just nice to know that, like, if I needed, like, somebody, like, I had a connection, you know? Yeah. Yep. For sure. What is a misconception that people have about moving far from home? That it makes you an important, better person than people who don't move. (laughs) I I would say definitely. Like, I just feel like my life is, like, small and normal. Like, I don't know. I just get up in the morning and brush my teeth and, like, whatever. I don't putz around my house and eat eggs. Like, (laughs) nothing (laughs) special. Um, But when I go back home, people, like, I get this, like, hero's welcome, like, oh, my God, the traveler, the, like, one who, like, moved and, like, whatever. And it's, like, 
I don't know. It's just like I'm not doing anything different than anybody else. Like, um, yeah, it is harder to like establish yourself somewhere where you don't know people, but also like it's really hard to reestablish yourself somewhere that you do. And so it's just different problems. And I don't see it being any more like noble than somebody who doesn't leave the place that they grew up. So I would say that's some misconception I feel like I've nice. and I was I would guess that Jake would probably feel differently about that because um he like has worked really, really hard to get to this like job that he yeah. has. And so I think that he feels like he is doing something like really like impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile I'm just along for the ride and I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just living my life in a different time zone. I really like that she said that, living my life in a different time zone. I read a quote on Instagram recently that said, if you obsess over whether or not you're making the right decision, you're basically assuming that the universe will reward you for one thing and then punish you for another. But the universe has no fixed agenda. Once you make a decision, it works around that decision. So there is no right or wrong, only a series of possibilities that shift with each thought each feeling and each action that you experience. I really liked this quote because it gave me permission to stop worrying and to start living. And all we have is this moment. So if you decided to move to Boston tomorrow, you would figure things out one step at a time, just like you're doing right now in whatever city you're in. Okay, so I was really excited to talk to my next two guests. Simon and Rachel did our premarital counseling when we lived in the textbook small town of Marion, Indiana. And since then, their family of eight have become good friends of ours. As you're listening, all eight of them are probably exploring a waterfall in a national park or piling in their camper for the night. So I sat down with the two of them to hear about what it was like to move the whole family from Indiana to Florida, and now what it's been like to pack up their lives in preparation for life on the road. Yeah, I grew up in a pastor's family, and it seems like life events cause my family to move about every five years and that actually took my parents across the country so we went like Iowa, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania and so I think that to me that really forms that moving wasn't a big scary thing it's just like it's okay and you start over when you get there. I always loved the chance that we had to live those places and the different experiences of living there. I mean, it's like, you always think of nature things, you know, when you think of places, but like the beach in California and then the Rockies in Colorado and then Pennsylvania. I don't know really what's great about that. I guess the, people, the farms. I met Simon there. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, and then we ended up in Indiana for college and lived there for a long time afterwards and had most of our babies there. So Okay, so I was born in and lived in probably a five to seven mile radius of where I was born until I went to college. So different houses, but, you know, my dad was a contractor. So it was either build a house and move into it, remodel a house, move into it, that type of thing. Whole life, kindergarten through 12th grade, same private school. Um, When Rachel's family moved to Pennsylvania, they ended up in the same school. So we met there. Um, I was a year ahead. We both went to small private college in Indiana and got married while we were in school. Ain't nothing wrong with it, right, Lindsay? That's right. (laughs) And so, um, and then it was funny because when we, counting college and then 
our first few years of marriage in small town, Indiana, was the place that Rachel had lived the most in her life, the most consecutive years in that place by the time we moved. And we had our first three kids there. For all you listeners, that's first three. That's not total. So our first <laughs> three kids in Indiana. So then we moved back to the Maryland, Pennsylvania border where we're from. It was our first move as a married couple. And so nine hours there for work for me. And then we moved a year later, nine hours back to Indiana, but a different part. Um, and then ended up in Indianapolis, had the fourth kid there. And then back to small town, Indiana. We're there for a few years, had kid number five there. And then after a few years of crazy life, ended up in Southwest Florida. We're in the Naples area um, and had our sixth and final child. <laughs> for now. Final biological child. Um, uh, yeah, for now. And in three weeks, we are moving out of our house that we've been in since we've been here, hitting the road in a camper for, I would say, I keep saying at least 12 weeks. And my guess is it'll be longer than that, unless the first two or three weeks are awful. <laughs> we might change. So, so I work remotely just to provide some context now. I work remotely for doing recruiting for a tech company. And so I can work from wherever I want. That's awesome. That's a, the benefits of tech, right? Exactly. <laughs> and I want to definitely get to what you guys are about to embark on. But looking at like your past moves, how has moving with kids been? Like, what's that been like? Uh, there's always something to look forward to. I like, no matter, I feel like no matter where we've moved, there's always something to be excited about and to get the kids excited. Um, certain times we moved closer to certain families or grandparents. So that was exciting. But then we moved closer to the other set of grandparents. So that was exciting. You know, moving to Florida, it was like, we're going to live close to the beach. We're going to live. It's always going to be warm. Um, and as they got older, obviously, like they start having connections with friends. So they realized more what they were going to miss. So we always tried to acknowledge that, but then focus on the new adventures that we're going to have together. Yeah. The younger is the younger they were, obviously it was much easier. So now our oldest will be 11 in June. So the ages right now are 10, nine, nine, six, three, one getting more and more friends obviously makes it a little harder. Yeah. So that's something that we're thinking through if we move, end up moving from this area after, after the journey. But I think it's been important. Um, they started out in a Christian school, but then we've been homeschooling for a couple of years and, you know, to them, it's like friends are the main reason to go or not go. Um, but I think they were old enough this last time to realize that God provides new friends. Um, and that's something I learned growing up. And sometimes you have closer ones that it's really hard to leave. Um, other times you don't have as many connections and you look forward to making new ones. We like to live up to a lot of large family homes um, stereotypes. So, yes, we homeschool. And we have a 12-passenger van. None of our <laughs> Play the violin yet though not like, yet okay play the piano of course yeah well keep me updated on the violin when you moved what were some things that you guys did to get yourselves like established and then also to help your kids get established to the new place so when we moved to florida i moved with the consulting company i was with and the managing partner was here and he was really intentional with us i mean we literally moved in with them and their four kids because we didn't have time to look for a place before we moved down because it's like 18 hour drive. So we didn't want to make the trip twice. And so very intentional though about including us into their friend group in a sense. 
Um, I think building a sense of community in some shape or form is essential. And for us, a, a big piece of that has been churches we've been involved with. And this was a group of people that were, I would say, similarly minded in their faith, but they didn't go to the same churches in it or anything like that. They really were um, just a community of, I guess, Christians in a sense. Some of them worked together, some didn't. So forming some sense of community in some way and, you know, different personalities, it's easier than others, but putting yourself out there as a couple and as a family. Mm-hmm. And then that transitions into like, for us, a big thing is homeschool groups with other families that you can be a part of. So Yeah, and that, that obviously takes being intentional. Um, we're a part of a co-op called Classical Conversations. And so that, you know, meets weekly during the year and you really end up doing life with those people because they're similarly minded, doing life pretty similar and have the same schedule that you do. So you just end up relying on those people. And um, yeah, so they'll be the people that we miss when we're gone for sure. Yeah. yeah. I was just talking to another friend that they're, they live in an area really far from their families that they've been in for several years for work. And it's been really hard for like their kids are in school and everything, but they have a large family as well. They're expecting their sixth child. And the, the wife has never really um, connected to too many people that well. And being in for us, like homeschool groups, there's this automatic understanding, like for Rachel and they, they just have a, first off, have an understanding. Like I know what you're going through, trying to do these things that are important. And we, by the way, we homeschool not to separate our children from the world, but to provide what we think is a really good education um, <laughs> some weeks. <laughs> and also because small children, especially boys, were not created to sit in a classroom for seven hours. I think it's, it's more for me about training their character and knowing that I'm never going to have these moments back with them. And I've never spoken to someone who homeschooled that really regretted it. Um, so, and I, I hear that and it's hard, you know, having them here all the time, but I just have to put my faith that God won't let this go away void and that he'll, he'll fill in the gaps that I'm missing. So for both groups, for us, I'd say like for you guys moving out to the West Coast and for people with kids, it's, you have to be intentional about reaching out and finding community to have those people that like within a few months of being here, like Rachel was pregnant, which we didn't know when we moved here. And she thought she broke her ankle. I had all the kids except for the littlest one at the library. And she had him at home and she called me and Rachel does not cry. And she's crying. I'm like, oh, she's hurt. So within minutes, I called someone that lived two streets over in the community we're in that we had in this group of friends. They took all of our kids and I had, I had no worries at all. Like I felt like very comfortable with these people and they were very willing. And so we went, Rachel was in and out of the emergency room and like, 20 minutes with an x-ray and it was just a really bad sprain so we also may have gone to dinner before we (laughs) went back home but just to have that community is extremely important for me and zach it's this is our first time ever like moving far and so we learn we're learning that the hard way i think but you know it's never too late to to find a group of people i'm guessing it's a little hard like if he's doing all of his film stuff on the weekends which is the main time you would hang out with yeah well that makes sense is it what's the is it an app or a program that you can do is it meetups is that what they're called meetup.com um i've done one of those there's a an app actually here for women in la um that i went to like a i went to grab drinks the other night and that was cool i met uh two girls that i really like um 
And then Zach's actually got his weekends back. He is now doing paid gigs, which is awesome. (laughs) Um, It's pretty crazy to watch him out here because most people just like are in it for themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's LA. That's everyone. That's everywhere. (laughs) But uh, like here, his personality really gets to shine. And he's also good with like rigging lights and like just helping. So if if you're like, we need this done, but I don't know how to do it. He's like, well, obviously you just do this. And so people really like that. And I, I just have no doubt that he'll he'll do pretty well if he keeps at it. So I wanted to ask you guys, what has been the hardest part of this move to Florida? Okay, so I guess we should backtrack. On some of our other moves, so like I said, we moved in a year's time, we moved 500 plus miles to the East Coast, Maryland, Pennsylvania. Right on the, it's right on the Mason-Dixon line. And then a year later, 500 miles back to Indiana. And this was all me, like work stuff. Like, we're in our early to mid-20s at the time, or mid-20s. The only difference is, compared to most people that are kind of figuring career stuff out, we also had three kids. And so I got done my master's in business at that point. And I would say that when I wanted to make those moves, that Rachel was supportive, but not necessarily, like, in agreement. You were okay with it. But I never, like would dig into her to say, okay, tell me your real opinion on this. Cause I think maybe she would have prevented one or two of those moves, which I mean, in hindsight, it's one of those things like we wouldn't be here now if it wasn't for these moves and those experiences that make us who we are. But the move to Florida was, I think the first move where we were like a hundred percent on the same page. You feel like he pushed the timing maybe a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. He was ready. Well, he made it happen. Because, you know, once you're ready for that next stage and you guys went through this, it's like ugh, hard. It's hard to wait. And so, um, yeah, the, I think, you, you know, the story, the short story of that was that because of some of the major things we went through, we had an anonymous donor that bought us a house in Indiana. And when I was starting with a consulting company going to be, you know, 100 percent commission working with consulting clients, selling that house was going to give us capital to live off of while we built that part of the business and everything. And, you know, I had to work a, a unique deal to sell our house in small town, Indiana, but it, quickly, quickly. It's, it got us here. I think a few months, it got us here. Like, well, it was the semester break. So like January 3rd or 4th, I think we got down here. Mm-hmm. Perfect time of year with all the um, snowbirds, all the older folks getting here at the same time. Yeah. The migration. Yeah. But I think other than that, I think we were hundred percent on the same page. Yeah, I think the thing we probably missed the most, which we've been able to make up a little bit for with some of the friends, but it's different because they also have kids, which is um, like, obviously, when you live by family, you have that built in babysitting. Uh, In a small college town, we use college students a lot. And so this is the first place we've lived where we've like, had to actually start paying for babysitting. And it's expensive. (laughs) No, we have as, exactly when you have as many kids as we do it's expensive well, and yeah i know that's, that's like true. a petty thing but it's probably like one of the hardest things it doubles the cost of our night at like least if we go out to eat and to go a, to a movie to a decent restaurant and a movie we pay the babysitter as much as we paid for us at least to yeah <laughs> so that that's been difficult you guys are going on this crazy adventure can you give me a, a short recap of what you're going to be doing over the next couple months We've always wanted to see the country, but I guess we didn't have a game plan for how to do that. And we were kind of at this point where, we're, I mean, we're just renting in Southwest Florida. We were just like, we hate looking back and seeing how much money is just down the drain over the last few years. See if we can either save some money or at the least 
spend the same amount, but travel while spending that much. And to provide context, so we've been renting here just over two years. When we've been married, it'll be 13 years in June, and this is the longest we've ever rented. So within the first couple of months of getting married, we bought a house because it was a small town in Indiana, and it was cheap. Um, so we kind of just started thinking, uh, you know, like what would it be like if we could just sell a bunch of stuff and just travel and hopefully save some money and get our feet under us and then either come back to where we are now and be able to buy a house or if we see somewhere on our journeys that we'd rather settle down. Um, we're open to that. And so at this point, it's just focusing on getting out right now and then seeing what God does while we're traveling. Um, so we obviously know our kids are going to learn a lot, make a lot of memories. Uh, we think it's going to be awesome living with less. And we know we've heard a lot of people share those stories and you're always like, oh, good for them. We can live with less. And like it's thickening trying to get rid of stuff and being like, I did not think that I was a hoarder or, you know, like, that I had really that much stuff. Like I always purged. Oh my goodness. When you're going into a camper, like you have way more stuff than you realize. Mm -hmm. So it's been a process, but it's, I'm really excited to see our kids in nature more and um, living in a small space will be a challenge, but I think we'll end up better on the other side. Yeah. yeah. So you, how many people total do you have in the camper? Eight. Eight. Okay. So the plan is uh, for the six kids, they all will be in one room together in the back. There's like a bunk room. Okay. And then we have a bedroom in the front of the camper. Nice. So we'll see. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so you're selling a lot of your stuff, right? And then are you storing anything? Yeah. I mean, there's obviously like, I mean, I've always tried to be thrifty and like obviously saved clothes to pass on to kids. So yeah. um, it's like, I know I'm going to have to buy certain things again, no matter what. Yeah. So I'm keeping, you know, stuff like that, keepsakes, we're keeping like our bed and our kitchen table and most of my kitchen stuff. Um, just cause I know it is expensive to buy it again. Yeah, <laughs> so. for sure. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll store some of it and then it's probably still even more than we need to store. But I would, and I would say when the idea came up, like we, we had talked about it before, like, well, a lot of people in this area of Florida seem to leave like July and it gets really humid and hot in the summer. So a lot of people leave and we're like, well, that would be kind of nice, but I don't want to pay rent or mortgage. And then I texted her and we were looking at like income and then what's going out. I'm like, we need to cut some stuff or do something. Um, and I was like, I have an idea. We were texting. I was like, a, a, a kind of crazy idea, but let's talk about it tonight. And that, I think, I mean, we said, yeah, let's talk about it. I told her the idea of just getting a camper and just going for it. And I think she immediately was like, okay. I think we were kind of like, okay, well, let's pray about it and wait a few days. But from that point on, we we're just like, that was like the second to last week of March, I think. And the next week I had to let our landlord know because we had a 60 day get out of our lease clause without penalty. Mm -hmm. And so we gave him that 60 day notice and I just, we had, the, it was the biggest thing was we had, to, we had to trade in our van that wasn't that old because the engine wasn't big enough to haul enough weight. I see. So we have the big Nissan van and found a good deal in a camper. And uh, now three weeks we'll figure it out as we go. So what does it actually look like to like plan? Um, do you guys have a lot? Are you planners? Are you more go with the flow? Are you a mix? What would you say? Uh, in general, we're pretty good with the flow. Uh, we did, we were encouraged to plan some of our things because of it's busy camping season and we want to make sure we have a place. Mm -hmm. um, 
So we did decide the first couple of weeks and have reservations at camping sites. Yeah. Um, I guess after the first month, it's, yeah. it's not, but like we plan, like we have a campsite. It's not like we've done any research on that location to sure. see what is to do there. Like we'll probably just wait till we're there and then be like, oh, what are we going to do this week? Yeah. And you know, Lindsay, that a bunch of like the consulting that I do is leader development and it's a bunch of self-awareness and understanding your personality type. So if anybody knows that, so I'm an ENTP, Rachel is a, we don't know what, we'll say ISFP, <laughs> we'll say ISFP, but the P at the end, it's either a P or a J, J's are really organized, like Lindsay, and then P's are much more go with the flow. Um, and I'm a pretty strong perceiver, and Rachel's kind of close, close to the middle, so she can organize if she wants to, but she'd rather go with the flow. Um, and so the biggest thing for us is we knew we were certain places we want to see. If it was up to us, we wouldn't book like the campsite until the week before. But as I was doing a little research, like it's, we're hitting the, it's the busiest season for Yellowstone and some, and Yosemite and these big national parks. I don't think they're ever out of spots, but you might just end up with one that's like, a, you know, 150 bucks a night. And then it's like, well, we get a hotel room for cheaper than this. But so I did book a few of those ahead, but we booked the first few weeks and then after that we're kind of leaving it open with things penciled in because everything that we've read lots of times you'll meet people or hear about places you weren't planning on mm-hmm. that people said you should go see and so we want to be flexible to do that i'm sure that there's a lot of emotion and maybe not i feel like i would feel a lot of emotion but if what's the biggest emotion that each of you feel like going into this new phase for me like I'm still having to run the home with six kids and like we're still somewhat doing some school and then making meals and just taking care of them plus packing everything and selling what I can. So like there's just that way of I have to do every like everything that I see to get done. I have to be the one to do it. Um, yeah. I'll call you in for help if I need to. But well, the, the week before we're leaving, I'm going to be in Germany most of the weeks. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. Throw that in the mix. <laughs> I know it always gets done you know it might be a few late nights but yeah I'm trying to be proactive and but I'm mostly excited I just think I'm really excited for the more simple life and a smaller space to clean and being outside yeah yeah I think excitement and anticipation and we're just really looking forward to see what it's like and then for me I always jump past the trip (laughs) and be like okay so where are we going to settle I mean, there's places in Colorado where you can get a lot of acres and you can like spend all your time, but then you're completely separate and you have to drive 20 minutes to get to town and who knows what size that town is. Um, So we're pretty open. The original plan was we'd get back here in like late August because Rachel had a homeschool group responsibility. And I said, if that's the only thing we're getting back for, like, would you be okay giving that up? And it took her about two minutes to say, okay. <laughs> and so, so we don't have an end date yet. Yeah, so we, we are open to moving back to this area of Florida. Um, Texas is a possibility. There's a lot of places. Rachel has continued to say no winter again. Yeah, I feel that on a deep level. So you, yeah. got, you got to live without it this year. So. Yep, it, uh, it's amazing. You know, so we're pretty pretty open so the anticipation for the trip but also just I have some uncertainty just because I don't know where we're like December we have no idea where we're going to be living 
we have provision for now and I have a job that I can but do. But we'll have whatever. a camper if all else fails. Yeah, if all else fails. <laughs> right. You have a place to sleep. Exactly. I mean, some families decide to do that where they're like, we loved it so much. You know, we went full time and yep. they've been doing it for years. And we watched yep. several videos from what's, it's a full-time RV family. Oh, cool. And when they were starting, so they had nine kids. And when they were starting their journey, their original plan was to do 18 months. Wow. Like, that's a pretty long original plan. And I think that yeah. that's a big commitment from the beginning. Cost effective, I think, when you're camping to stay a month at each campsite because you can get a monthly rate. Okay. Um, so that's probably some people's idea mm -hmm. is like, if you stay true. a whole month, mm -hmm. then it really extends your time. We're only doing like a week at each place. Yeah. Right. And there's some, there's some places I found out that if you call enough ahead and you can do work at the campsite in exchange. So if money gets really low, we oh, can cool. make our kids work. We don't really know what we're doing. We're going to find out. Again with another good lead out. We don't know what we're doing, but we're going to find out. Life is crazy that way. None of us truly know what we're doing. All we can do is show up every day, do our best with what we've got, trust that things will work out, and have grace for ourselves in the process. Moving and adventuring out there to new places is no exception to that. If you're thinking about making a big move or are currently sitting in a new city, I'd really love to hear from you. What are the emotions that you're experiencing at this moment in the process? Truly, I'd love to hear what your experience has been. So shoot me a DM over on Instagram at Lindsay Ray Todd. That's Lindsay with an E-Y-R-A-E-T-O-D. Thanks for tuning in, and I'm excited for next week's show where I talk to a friend about what it's like to climb a huge mountain. So until next time, let's get out there.